Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast on Radio MD, iHeart, or wherever you downloaded us from. This is episode 1084B. Thank you very much for downloading us. Remember, the Bs are always great guests. Today's is Dr. William Davis, a preventive cardiologist, author of the groundbreaking and number one New York Times bestseller, Wheat Belly, three other New York Times bestsellers, um, including the Wheat Belly Cookbook, Wheat Belly 30 Minutes, and Wheat Belly Total Health, as well as the new book called Super Gut. We, as usual, are brought to you um, by Life's First Naturals, the makers of, or the producers of both bovine colostrum tablets, um, shown in randomized double-blind controlled trials to decrease leaky gut from either over-exercise or from some other causes, as well as uh, true biotics, which combine bifidobacterium 12 and lactobacillus um, A number five, both shown again in randomized controlled trials. Um, Lifesfirstnaturals.com is a um, science-driven company, both shown uh, to improve immune health and decrease gut dysfunction, Um, which goes a little bit with our subject matter, but they are totally unrelated. Dr. Davis is, as I said, a preventive cardiologist living in uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. His connection to Cleveland, although, as you know, we don't ever require one, but his connection to Cleveland is that he did do a fellowship and served as director of the cardiovascular fellowship and assistant professor of medicine at Case Western Reserve University, our um, fellow university for uh, the Cleveland Clinic Medical School. Um, The book is Super Gut, and the website is Dr. Davis Infinite Health. Um, Infinite Health is a great um, response, and maybe all of us should um, have more Infinite Health. Um, So tell us um, what you're talking about is reprogramming the microbiome, as I understand it. Sure. Thanks for the invitation. So there's two basic premises of this of this book, and that is all the things we've been exposed to as modern people, such as the overuse of antibiotics. You likely know that by age 40, most Americans have received about 30 courses of antibiotics. So we're overwhelmed with effects by antibiotics, but also such things as herbicides and pesticides in food and water, the herbicide glyphosate, which is not just an herbicide, it's also an antibiotic food additives, other drugs like statin drugs, anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, antidepressants, these all impact and change the human microbiome. And two major changes have occurred from this flood of, of factors. One is we've lost species that were very important to health and in their place, unhealthy species. Largely, we all recognize as stool microbes, species like E. coli and salmonella and Klebsiella they proliferate and then now have ascended up the 24 feet of small bowel, the ileum, jejunum, duodenum, and stomach, adding up to 30 feet of microbes. Well, the crazy thing about that is that they don't just stay confined to the GI tract. Uh, We now have, with good evidence, uh, 
finally validated by a Belgian group in 2007, that these microbes, trillions of them, turning over rapidly, because they don't live for decades, they live only for minutes to hours, when they die, some of their debris enters the bloodstream. This is a very critical process called endotoxemia, but it explains once and for all why microbes residing in the GI tract can be experienced as rosacea or psoriasis on the skin, or as depression or Alzheimer's dementia in the brain, or as the joint and muscle pain of fibromyalgia. So I, I would propose that virtually all modern common chronic diseases, from obesity to rheumatoid arthritis, have to be reconsidered, redefined in light of this new finding. And when you say reconsidered, um, what do you mean? In other words, in today's uh, Journal of the American Medical Association, and we're delayed a little bit, so it's probably two weeks ago by now, there's an article on the microbiome um, being important in cognitive function and specific um, lactobacillus being able to extend other species that produce uh, specific, lacta specific acids, small molecules that are important in cognition. Um, are we going to continue to reprogram our microbiome? In other words, is one of the answers to this somehow getting what is the equivalent of a fecal transplant um, to a, with a healthy bacteria all the time? Or, or how do you propose using this? That's one way, not always the safest way. There's actually been some deaths with fecal transplants, so there's kind of a moratorium on that practice right now. One of the things that I advocate is we get the microbes we want. It's like going to a restaurant. If you go to a restaurant, the waitress hands you a menu, you don't freak out and say, I can't possibly order all these appetizers, main dishes, and, and desserts, right? We, we pick and choose the dishes we want. Same thing here. You can pick and choose the microbes you want for the effect you want. If you want a smaller waist, you can choose lactobacillus gasteride. If you want less arthritis pain in your knee or hip, you can uh, get some Bacillus coagulans. My favorite microbe in the world is Lactobacillus reuteri, R-E-U-T-E-R-I, named after the German microbiologist who discovered, Dr. Gerhard Reuter. 96% of Americans have lost this microbe because it's very susceptible to common antibiotics like ampicillin. So very few of us retain this microbe. If you get it back, and one of the things I do is we ferment it as yogurt, not conventional yogurt like in the store, but extended fermentation to get very high numbers of bacteria. We perform something called flow cytometry in our yogurts. We get something like 250 to 260 billion bacteria per half cup serving. We consume this yogurt. And what this does, as you point out, there's a, mind, a gut mind axis. Via the vagus nerve, it provokes your brain to release oxytocin. So replacing rotorite causes your brain to release oxytocin, the hormone of love and empathy. So people say things like, I feel closer to my family and my spouse. I, I, I go up to strangers and introduce myself. But they, there's other effects that are non-social, non-emotional, such as the ladies love it because there's an explosion in dermal collagen and they get smoother skin and fewer wrinkles. But there's also restoration of youthful muscle and strength. There's preservation of bone density. There's deeper sleep on a chronic insomniac. I now sleep nine hours straight through with vivid childlike dreams. There's a suppression of appetite. There's an increase in libido. You know, you add this all up. Better muscle, smoother skin, accelerated healing, by the way, also improved immunity. Uh, I think we're talking about, just with this one micro, by the way, a reversal of at least some of the aspects of aging. That's what we're seeing. 
so Lactobacillus ruteri um, is one of the bacteria that has a beneficial effect. But obviously there are other bacteria um, that are both beneficial and harmful. How does one, uh, how, how do you, how should we think about this going forward? Are we going to get a, a genetic test on our bacteria or can we do this by assay of something in the blood or do we, um, or is it just that we should eat uh, or, or consume uh, specific fermented foods such as the yogurt you mentioned um, that uh, have a, obviously one or more species that, as I understand it, the diversity of bacteria is an important concept. That is, as we get older, we lose diversity. And one of the hallmarks of the longest lived people is that they maintain the diversity of the bacteria. Are they doing that by their food choices or are they doing that through a natural event in, the, in their gut? You know, it's probably a number of things. It's the lack of exposure to the things that we get exposed to, like the herbicide, pesticides, and glyphosate, and excess use of antibiotics. But it's probably other practices as well. So the incorporation of fermented foods is one of the most important things I think your listeners could bring back into their lives. Ever since refrigeration made it to the home in 1927 with the invention of Freon as a refrigerant, people forgot that food that fermented, that is um, lactobacillus and other creatures would consume the food. And when you ate the food, whether it was sauerkraut or fermented meats or uh, other fermented vegetables, you obtain a flood of microbes. And that's among the most important things you can do. Re resume this idea of consuming fermented foods. Either you ferment yourself, which is very inexpensive and very easy, or now it's getting easier and easier to buy fermented foods at many grocery stores. So that's one way because even though you might get species such as, and forgive, forgive me for these names, let's say Leuconostoc mesenteroides or Pediococcus pentaceous, these are common microbes, say, in fermented uh, kimchi, sauerkraut, and fermented meats, you get those microbes, they don't take up long-term residence, but what they do is they cultivate the proliferation of healthy species. So you obtain a whole range of healthy species just by consuming an occasional fermented food. Likewise, what we're doing Unfortunately, the current crop of commercial probiotics are not very good because they're kind of haphazardly created and a lot of important factors that have not been brought into the mix. One of the things they're not doing, but they're starting to, is provide us with what are called keystone species. Rotori is a keystone species. In other words, when you replace rotori, its presence is so beneficial for so many other microbial species that replacing just that one bacteria has a domino effect and causing many other healthy bacteria to proliferate. And so one of the things that we have to do is pay attention to these so-called keystone. And I do that in the book. I show you what keystone species are, how to get them as commercial products or other sources. And then we can also even go farther if people want by cultivating it as yogurt or other fermented foods to jack up the numbers. We're talking with Dr. Davis, D-R-D-A-V-I-S, Infinite Health is the website. The book we're talking about is his book called Super Gut. And it's a four-week plan to reprogram your microbiome. So the microbiome has been one of the hot areas of investigation in both 
your aging mechanisms, and in general health. And it is so complex that um, many uh, think that we won't fully understand it um, for another decade or so, despite the rapid advances in scientific techniques and the rapid increase in National Institute of Health funding for understanding the microbiome. So one of the techniques has been to have fermented foods, and you mentioned uh, at least three of them, kimchi, um, I think sauerkraut, and yogurt are fermented foods. Um, are there other foods that um, we should try and get um, in specific ways, or are there other things we should try and do um, other than this one species, Lactobacillus ruteri? Right, so you can ferment with many different species, or you can just ferment for the microbes that reside on the skin on the outer surface of some vegetable, say. So if you've just put, let's say, cucumbers into uh, brine, that is salt water, non-iodized salt filtered water, so there's no fluoride or chlorine, and let that sit on your counter, kitchen counter for a couple of weeks, microbes on the surface of the cucumber will ferment the cucumber. You want to slice it, of course, and keep it below the surface of the top of the water. Uh, so it doesn't have to cost very much at all, the cost of some salt and <laughs> a cucumber. So you can ferment things on your kitchen counter. You know, people are busy, so they want to buy these things. It is increasingly easy to buy fermented vegetables now. But you could ferment almost anything. You know, we've forgotten the value of fermented meats, for instance. These are meats, not to be confused with cured meats, these are meats raw. You know, if we were in Europe, parts of Spain, Portugal, Greece, Italy, etc., we would cut a piece of meat raw, put it out in the town square, cover it with a rag to keep the flies off of it. You'd come back in a week or two and slice a piece off, and it's delicious. We've forgotten about all these old traditional practices that were crucial for maintaining and restoring the human microbiome. I should remind our listeners that because we have guests on the uh, show does not mean that I or um, anyone else I'm associated with agrees with them. We're going for different points of view and interesting books. And this is a stimulating the book by Dr. Davis, drdavisinfinitehealth.com, called Super Gut, is one of those that stretches the um, mind and makes one think differently about it. I would not, for example, have either raw red meat or um, fermented red meat in a common area um, because of the changes it does cause in your microbiome to help you produce trimethylamine, which is a very stimulant inflammatory substance. So that's my take on that one point. Um, a lot of the other points, um, such as the fermenting of vegetables and foods are probably, and, and the lactobacillus ruteri are things that a lot of people can agree with because there's a lot of science behind them. So um, Dr. Uh, Davis, how does this relate to your prior book, Wheat uh, Belly? Well, the, the millions of people who did the wheat belly lifestyle, that is limiting wheat and grains, wheat is no longer what we thought it was. It's an 18-inch tall, high-yield semi-dwarf plant, essentially created in a laboratory with very different effects on humans. When we banish all wheat and grains and address a handful of common nutrient deficiencies because of modern life, 
We drink filtered water, for instance, and so water filtration removes all magnesium, so we have to add back magnesium. We live indoor lives, largely, wear clothes when we're outdoors, even live in northern climates, and so we supplement vitamin E. So the diet combined with addressing a handful of, of those nutrients yielded some pretty spectacular effects. Weight loss, type 2 diabetics often becoming non-diabetic, or at least less diabetic, many autoimmune diseases receding. Uh, but not everybody went 100% back to full health. In other words, somebody might say, well, I lost 57 pounds doing the wheat belly lifestyle, but I have another 35 to go and I'm stuck. Or I'm a type 2 diabetic, I'm on insulin and two other drugs for my blood sugar, my hemoglobin A1C, that measure of long-term blood sugar, dropped from a terrible 12.7% down to 5.9%, but I can't get it to perfect, which is 5.0% or less. Why? And so I asked, what is what residual problem could explain this inability to fully go 100% back to ideal or optimal health? So I looked to the, to the microbiome for an answer, and that's where I really stumbled on a whole bunch of answers that really empower people, like rotari and age reversal, I, what I would regard as age reversal, or gasseri that has spectacular effects of reducing uh, inflammatory markers in the bloodstream, um, infantis. Bifidobacteria infantis, when you place that in an infant, spectacular things happen. The baby tends to sleep through the night. It has half as many bowel movements, half as many diaper changes for mom and dad as an older child. Less asthma, less irritable bowel syndrome, and has a higher IQ. Lifelong consequences of restoring just one microbe. We've been talking with Dr. William Davis, a preventive cardiologist, author of Supergut. Um, and thank you for downloading us, listening to us. We, of course, are sponsored, as usual, by Life's First Naturals, the makers of, or the producers of bovine colostrum, shown in randomized double-blind control trials in multiple countries to decrease the leaky bowel and the decrease in absorptive surface the bowel has after non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, after vigorous exercise, and after several other conditions, such as antibiotic usage. Uh, we appreciate you going to their website, lifefirstnaturals.com. Um, Caitlin is our engineer. Thank you, Caitlin. And you, of course, are why we do this. You, the listeners who download us, please feel free to rate us. Do tell your friends about us. 50,000 of you a week can't be wrong. I really appreciate it. This is You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast. This is Dr. Mike Roizen. Remember the A segments, which come every week, are the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you. The B, and by the way, in the A segment this week, we do talk about the new study in JAMA about the bacteria that restores two gut bacteria that decrease dementia as you get older. So important study in the Journal of the American Medical Association on that um, study. In the meantime, go and do Get Purpose in Life, have a joyful life, and thanks very much for listening. Remember, you can't pour from an empty cup, so take care of yourself. Thanks again.